Staining Alive with Rita Steele on 95BFM. Hello, Rita. Are you there? Yeah. Kia ora. How's it going? Nice warm weather. Nice and sunny out in Tatarangi over the weekend. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Don't we all feel so much happier? And did you go for a swim? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Is it where we're kind of in that, well, we're November now, eh? So people are starting to get, dip, dip a toe in the water and get prepared to go for a paddle? Yes, yes. Both mm-hmm. uh, both pool water and ocean water aren't yep. too bad at the moment. Are there any streams, creeks or rivers nearby in Tatarangi that you would go for a swim in? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few in, in, in the Waitakere's, uh, like past Tatarangi, like out towards Hauia and that are definitely worth going for a little trek mm-hmm. too and going for a swim. There's a creek down the back of my property that has a waterhole that people, that you could swim in, but mm-hmm. there's also a few on point, actually. Eels in there. Yes. Um, and I don't... Oh, you saw where I was going, didn't you? I was, yeah, I, I did, was I did, I did. <laughs> staring towards... You know, it's interesting because you're probably fine swimming in there, but I don't know. I, there's one in particular that's very big. An eel? Yeah. Are you talking about oh, in a swimming hole, maybe have a little nibble on your toes? Yeah. Take a chunk out of your torso. Oh. That big? Oh. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, it would, it would, yeah, it would do a bit of damage. But I don't know. I, don't, I think they're scared of you. Well, yeah, I don't know. I've heard stories maybe of a caller pe- can just people, tell me my people dipping their toes into the local swimming hole and the eels coming up mm. for a bit of a nibble on the toes. Is that true? Do you think that's or more of an urban legend? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we go down and we feed the local one and it um, gets into fights with the little ones and I've seen some pretty big chunks taken out of the little ones okay. and how vicious it can be over the rocks, mm-hmm. like even on kind of semi-dry land, and I, that's kind of put me off. <laughs> what, what do you feed your local eel? Um, usually just if the kids have eaten something meat-like that we, that mm. they haven't finished, we'll collect it into a frozen bag, um, and then once every now and then head on down mm-hmm. and take it, they're like a bit of chicken, chicken nuggets, <laughs> leftover chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken nuggets. And we can hand feed them, them from the a eels. distance. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. Now <laughs> onto the, the, on- the native eel population in Aotearoa. What can you tell us about <clears throat> that, Rita? Yeah, so they've been a little bit in the in the news the last couple of days because there was kind of a bit of a slaughter in, in um, the Wellington region, um, in Porirua. Why? There was, well, they, no, they, they don't know why. He, around 60, one of the largest in the country were, um, were killed and taken. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been chat amongst... Um, you know, in the news and on social, um, how, how horrific it is. Um, they are our native and declining species, the longfin eel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you know, DOC, um, the local iwi, the local council have all spoken out against it, and there's some pretty angry locals, which is totally... Um, I quite often get contacted by local community groups asking what they can do about you know, some someone that's gone down and taken eels and um, presumably to eat um, or wave them around and, and, and cheer that they've caught this thing and, you know, 
feeding them for years and they're really upset. So it is one of those areas that I think um, we do a really terrible job of protecting eels in this country. So I thought yes. it was probably a good chance to talk about why they're unique and um, why we should look after them. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, eel, any eel that you see in New Zealand um, has not bred. So they live their lives in our freshwater system. Um, and then when they get to a certain age, and their age is anywhere between 11 and 52 years old. So, um, and we have even had records of 80-year-old eels living here. But at that point, um, usually during a heavy rain, they'll migrate up to Tonga or the Pacific Islands, but mm-hmm. specifically the Tonga area, um, where they spawn and then die. So like I say, if you've seen one in New Zealand, it hasn't bred. So if it's killed, it will not go on to reproduce. So it's the end of its life. So because it's got that really unique reproduction system, um, you know, it's a killing a, a killing an eel at, at the end of its um, uh, genetics, I guess, as well, which mm-hmm. is really sad. And that, that form of going and living in freshwater and then spawning in salt water is called catadromus, which is the opposite of the salmon, which is anadromus. So that's um, a fun fact to pull out at parties. <laughs> Um, salmon obviously live um, in salt water and then go up and spawn in freshwater. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's quite unique. Um, once they um, have died off and they've spawned, the little larvae drift back to New Zealand over sort of a nine-month period in the um, currents. And then when they hit the seabed just off the shore, um, they um, become uh, little glass eels, which um, otherwise known as one of the whitebait species. And then they make their way up the streams, um, and then or the river mouths, I should say. And then they become elvers, al- al- I think elvers is how you say it. Um, and then they make their way even. So that's when they're actually kind of brown and they look like little miniature eels. And mm-hmm. at that point, they make their way even higher up into the stream. So quite often you'll see a, uh, an eel um, like our stream. It looks like the stream doesn't make its way out to sea, but actually in big floods it does. Mm-hmm. So it's probably lived there for a long time, which is quite exciting. Just waiting for um, a big rain event. Was, yeah, oh, I yeah, just want to I go back up that. to Tonga. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, 11 totally. years trapped in this creek. Yeah, it's quite funny because there's so many sort of myths about the eels. And I remember being at uni and saying um, to New Zealand's, um, I suppose, uh, highest expert in, in eels, I said, oh, yeah, they're really special because they make their way back to the river that their parents were from. Mm. And it, I, he just looked at me like I was an absolute moron. He was like, how would they know what river they were from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Is that not what happens? And he was like, no, they just go up any river that they yeah. find. I was like, okay. So, yeah, um, so yeah they're, they're really um, – any, any of them that are over 75 centimetres are female because the males only really grow to about 55 centimetres. Mm-hmm. So big ones are female and obviously because of land conversion so to farms which has stripped trees and that um, leads to sediment runoff into the rivers and also the rivers getting quite warm Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course um, the nitrogen that is put on farms making its way to rivers which um, in turn creates algae growth which suffocates the um, the eels so so there that because of the land conversion 
pollution from the cities and white baiting and hunting, they're actually a declining species. So mm-hmm. it's really important that we do look after them. And they're actually not protected. In our, they're the only native species or endemic species in the country that isn't protected by law. Um, we commercially fish them and we also have a six per day um, recreational fish um, limit as well. But you cannot catch them. In, in Western Springs parks. Park? Yeah, anything, reserves, parks, council land, any public lands you're not allowed to. So they're bylaws, essentially. Mm-hmm. That mean that you can't catch them. But if you had a, had your own farm and you had a river on it, technically you are allowed to get them from there. So that's, that, so that's kind of the, it's, it's a real shame because they're actually quite magical species, um, despite me not wanting to swim with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so definitely worth um, protecting them. Um, if you know what, well, I've been pushing the council to get some signs in different languages for um, parks. I think it would be really good for people to understand that they're not feeding. And personally, like, yuck, the amount of crap we dump into our rivers, um, I would not eat an eel. It's probably very disgusting and carcinogenic. To, so, highly recommend not eating urban eels anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, some interesting facts there, reader, about the eel population. I just think their life cycle is so. I'm, yeah, obviously sure that there's some pretty other crazy life cycles out there, but the fact that they've got to make such a big old journey up to the Pacific Islands and then, then to spawn and then make their way back to Aotearoa is pretty unique and special. So, any creature Absolutely. that's going to that sort of length to reproduce, we should probably give a bit of respect to. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not just getting drunk at a pub, is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. <laughs> so big ups to the eels. Um, try and protect them and, and look after them where we can. All right. Hey, Rita, thanks so much. We'll look forward to speaking with you in a fortnight's time, mate. Sounds good. Hey. See ya. That was Sustaining Alive with Rita Steele on 95BFM.